I'm Sheila Brummer. This is The Lead Podcast, a chance to listen, empower, act, develop. Joining the conversation is the president of Western Iowa Tech Community College, Dr. Terry Merle. Siouxland Public Media is located on the campus of Western Iowa Tech here in Northwest Iowa. What do you think makes for a good leader? Hmm. Seems like a simple question. I think it's uh, there are thousands of books out there to try to answer that question. Um, you know, and I've read a lot of those books. I, the thing that I, I guess when I've tried to reflect on this that uh, always resonates with me is you have to have passion as a leader for what you're doing. And if you have that passion, you can almost make up everything else that needs needs to go in in leadership. So if you read leadership books, you can, you can hear um, thousands of different qualities that a leader needs to have. Um, and I think t- to me, you can become a leader in anything as long as you care about it and are willing to put the time and energy and, and do whatever it is that you need to do um, to further whatever it is that you're passionate about. So to me, I think the most important thing is passion. If you, if you don't care about what you're doing, you can't. Uh, it's very hard to fake it and to do well. And that's something you've been passionate about is education. Education was something that uh, was important to me because it, it kind of lifted me up in my life. I um, was born in, into poverty and, and lived um, a much different lifestyle than I do now. And um, none of that would be possible if, if it weren't for education. As a matter of fact, I, I remember making a conscious decision when I was in early, early grade school that I didn't want to live like I'm living now. And what do I need to do to, to change that? And, and to me, it was obvious that it was education. And so, you know, I put myself into that. Um, even, you know, thought I was an athlete at one time and then realized I wasn't going to make the NBA. And, and so I needed to put more of my energy into education. And, and so to me, uh, knowing how important and what it's done in my life, how do I open that opportunity up for others um, and create that uh, for them? And also an opportunity for people to have passion, right? It's you know, not everybody certainly has had the background that I had and needed education in the same way that I did, but um, maybe find passion in something and need to have that education to be able to um, develop that passion and, and allow it to mature. And you're also a first-generation college student. I am, yep. My mother actually went to school after I did and got her associate's degree um, at the local community college in Grand Island, Nebraska, which is where I um, had grown up most uh, most of my uh, youth. So, um, yeah, we got our bachelor's degree, then she went back and, and got her. So, actually, I have an older brother, and I got my degree, I think, two days before him. So, I, uh, I graduated before him. I grew up with parents both worked at packing plants, and my dad worked in agriculture farming. What I think I got from him, though, is that work ethic a really strong work ethic and they always focused on education they would they would always say go to school and Absolutely. and and they felt like that would help um increase my you know future so yeah i got a lot of support from my from my parents and my mom in particular and and that was almost one of her mantras is you know anytime we asked for something she said well you can do that after you get your degree uh, you know i want a car well you can get that after you get your degree i want a house and so um, and, and I know not everybody comes from su- such supportive backgrounds on that, but my dad was also a meat packer, grew up um, with that. My mom worked at Kmart, and so um, they they definitely wanted better for us. And, and all of uh, there, I have two brothers, both of us, or all three of us um, ended up getting our bachelor's degree. And, and actually now I think everybody, my, both my brothers got their master's, so we all 
um, really kind of leaned on education as a way to um, to help us uh, grow in our life. In your position, you deal with different groups. Of course, you have your staff and your students. How do you lead um, these two different groups? Because I'm assuming you have to maybe do it in a different way. Lots of different areas of the college staff, faculty, students. Um, we, we've got some contracted vendors that are on campus and other things like that. And, and you know, I, I, I don't ever feel like I, I have to be the one that leads everybody, right? I think to me there's lots of leaders in the college and giving everybody an opportunity to be who they are um, authentically and to be able to make decisions that are closer to them. And so what I what I find I, I try to do for the most part in, in my position is really um, – help people with vision, right? So we don't have a bunch of leaders going in lots of different directions that we're all somewhat trying to go in the same direction. And then um, putting up fences a little bit, right? I mean, this is this is the area where we really can can have an impact and this is the, the authority level that you have and then allowing people to really put themselves in, into what it is that they're doing. And so, you know, I don't feel like I have to show up in every group and, and, um, um, and be looked at as the person providing the vision in this in this area. I think I'm I'm the person that just tries to take um, all the different areas of the college and tie them together so that we're going in one direction. And it's not, you know, oftentimes people think it's my my vision. It's really not. It's taking um, what, what a bunch of other people have to say and trying to find some commonality in that and and some way to. To, to make a collective vision of where the college needs to be. And that's people within the college, but that's also people in our community. That's also our students. It's also what's going on nationally, right? There's other things that are going on nationally that need to impact us, and we need to go along with those. So um, I don't know if I answered your question, but obviously you have to be able to listen to people and hear what it is that they're saying, not think that other people need to listen to you. And, and then after you've listened, to uh, cut out time to reflect on that and tie a lot of loose things together, uh, right? If you listen to 10 different people and ask them what's important to them, they're all going to have 10 different stories. But there are going to be some themes that are woven into that. Um, and, and how do you find the time to reflect upon that and find the themes? And then, if anything, then my job is to kind of parrot that back and see if that resonates um, with people because uh, I've found people will do a lot if they believe in what they're doing. And, and so uh, part of my role as a leader is to try to help distill that down. Well, I think you're in a situation, too, where you're one of the area's biggest employers. So, you I mean, you can't be everywhere all the time, obviously. Yeah, Western Iowa Tech, I think, is, I think I saw we're one, certainly one of the top 10 in our in our area as far as size uh, of that. But, yeah, I don't need to be uh, everywhere because we touch uh, almost every area. It's amazing to me when I think of, of all the staff that we have and and certainly, there's there's people in in our vice presidents levels and our dean levels, but but also um, much deeper than that that get a, uh, involved in their community and serving on boards, serving in their churches, um, have kids in schools, uh, and so they touch so many different areas. And um, uh, just trying to be a person that's open enough that people are willing to come and talk to me about what's going on, um, and it and it can be out in the community, but it also can be many of our employees and our students being willing to do that. So we have a much, uh, I think, deeper reach than you might uh, think. And certainly there's no way I can be everywhere uh, on, a, on an annual basis, have around 700 people that, that kind of um, work for us. And that's our full-time and also our adjunct, um, our part-time employees, um, and then all the different things that you get engaged in in the community. 
No, that's true. And it's interesting, too, because you also rely on, you know, education is an institution, but you also rely on the government to help with that funding. Um, how does that dynamic work? Or is that something that keeps you up at night? Or you just have to know that it'll be there eventually and then decide what to do? Well, wow, that's a good question. I'm not quite sure uh, how to answer. Um, you know, funding is is always an issue. Um, because if you had more funding, there's more you can do. And, and there could be more, you know, buildings we could make, more programs that we could start, more students that we could impact. But I try to really take a, a, a look at having an influence on, on that state budget. Um, so we have about 11 legislators that live in our areas, and I try to create a relationship with all of those legislators just to share with them what's going on in the college. Um, they're all really good people, regardless um, of, of who they are, what their background is. It's, it's interesting. I've had an opportunity to meet with a lot of legislators over the 11 years in this position, and and you know, what I find about them is that they care about their community. And so I don't feel like I have to spend my time saying, you need to give me more money, you need to give me more money, you need to give me more money. But spending my time telling them what's going on at the college and sharing them stories about some of our students and sharing them stories when I meet with some of our employers and what they're struggling with and what they're trying to do. And then I find that the that the legislators will, uh, being armed with that, try to do the right thing. Um, and of course, everybody's going to not agree on what that right thing is. Um, right, but I, I want to make sure that they have that information. So when they're in in the legislature and making their decisions, that we're a part of that decision. And so far, it's it's worked out. We've um, we'd li- always like to have more money. I think the legislators have always done um, a good job of trying to treat the community colleges fairly and try to do as best that they can. Um, and so you know, we I've been here through uh, budget cuts. Um, I've been here through some some tough times when they weren't able to get much of an increase, and I've been here during some some good times when they were able to do some good things for um, the community colleges. And I guess I have to trust that if I tell the story to the legislatures, they're going to do the best job that they can, and then it's my job then to do the best that I can um, with what they entrust us with. Do you have any leaders that you admire? You said you've read some you know books on leadership. You've studied it. A little bit. Do you have some leaders that you kind of like to model yourself after? I do, and and I don't know that there's any one leader that I would say I'm trying to be this, but um, some people that I've I've come to know over time, either by reading them or reading about them, and what they've done, and and really appreciate that. So I'll start with an easy one: Abraham Lincoln. I'm I'm a big Lincoln fan, a guy who who grew up poor, and uh, was a self-made man, if you will. Uh, had to overcome a ton of obstacles uh, in his life and in his political life, um, but was a guy who, number one, had some bearing in life. So he 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 believed in in that some things were right and some things were wrong, uh, and he stuck to those beliefs, even when it it caused some troubles uh, in his career. So you you know that's one of the things that I really like about him. I think another thing that I really like about him is that he was able to listen to people. You know, it's interesting to hear um, that, that there would be people lined up outside the White House every day to talk to him, and, and he would take time every day to listen to people. And yeah, I don't know that he always ever got through everybody, but um, he wanted to know what was going on and listen to what was important to people. And I think that's something that I, I really um, appreciate. And then he was able to take all of that and create a vision, one vision that a bunch of people were able to get behind and and um, 
and then he and he stuck to that. So I think those are things that I really appreciated about Abraham Lincoln and try to to somewhat emulate another uh, another person, Steve Jobs. He's there, there's some areas of him that I I don't know that I would would say he's the leader that I would like to be, but he was a person um, I think who again was able to 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 believe in things and believe in them strongly and was really able to think. I don't like think outside the box, but but think beyond the norms of his time and was able to, to um, because of that, help create some things that had never been created before. You know, every industry that he went in, he, he could think differently about that industry and create something that's helped all of us um, to this day. You know, people talk about the Mac and how that changed um, our life, and it did, but I think the iPhone changed more of our life um, you know, I spend almost my my entire life on my phone, and many people do, um, for good or bad. But that's that's certainly created a, a lot about um, who we are and where we are. Um, there's probably some more obscure leaders. Uh, you know, your father's always one um, that you think about, and and you know, I were talking before, but you know, the work ethic that he instilled, he was. Um, a uh, person who went to work every day, um, and and went to what would be a very difficult job, um, if I were to think about it today, and um, uh, but went every day so that he could provide for his family and um, and my mom as well, um, and then I I think about my wife who certainly is a leader in my life and and my kids uh, in many different ways. And when it comes to leadership, how would you like people to describe you as a leader? That's a tough question. I don't know that I have an answer to that. Um, I think leaders are often judged by um, the output that ha- that happens. I think we've done some really good things at the college. I think we've the output that I guess I would like to be judged by um, are our students. You know, that's that's why you're in education and. Um, one of the things that I've, I've talked about in the school or that we've come to as a really a success agenda, community colleges were created for access. And, and for a while, we, we didn't want to be judged on our success. And I think we've tried to turn that and, and that's uh, access isn't important enough. We have to be judged by the success and the success of our students is our graduation rate. And, you know, we know students come to us at a community college in different in, in lots of different times in their life and, and abilities to, to apply themselves. Um, but what are we doing when students, when students come? And, and I would just have to say I'm fortunate to work with so many people at the college who care about our students. We recently had a group come in and, and took a look at the college, and one of the things that they came out with is that very, very rarely do they see organizations centered around something. A lot of times the leadership will be centered around this and then the, the um, staff is kind of centered around something else and their customers are centered around something different. But uh, they said, you know, throughout your organization, you talked about students and how important students were. And when we talked to students, they felt that. And so um, I don't know if that's how I want to be judged, but that would be that what I would say is the thing that I'm most proud of um, about Western Iowa Tech is that we're here for our students and our students feel it. Well, that's good. And, and what's next for you? Do you have any goals for the future? So a short-term goal is is I'm taking uh, I'm going back to school. Uh, one point in my life, I had to sign a, a document um, for my wife saying I'd quit going to school um, <laughs> because we got married, and I just kept going back and and going to more and more school. Um, got married after my bachelor's degree, 
uh, and then went and got my master's and got my PhD. But um, she's she's released me from that a little bit. I'm, I'm taking courses in history, um, so I can teach history. I, my my background's really more in math, um, and the the older I get and the more I, I get into things, you know, history I think can teach you a lot. And so that's a short-term um, goal to be able to do that. And, um, you know, I've, ta- I've taught a math class, but I'm just not, um, you know, I'd kind of talked about passion. I don't know if I'm passionate enough about math to have the impact that I'd want to have if I'm uh, more in the classroom. And so um, thought about what I would have, and, and I think that would be history. As far as professionally, um, you know, I'm still, I'm still enjoy what I'm doing, and I'm going to stick with that. And obviously you like history because you, you mentioned um, Abraham Lincoln is one of your inspirations. Yeah, although interestingly enough, I'm, in, uh, I'm, I'm more interested in um, ancient history. Uh, so, you know, we could talk about some of the ancient leaders there. I just didn't think that that was as uh, uh, appropriate as, as today. Um, well, but- actually, what's interesting is um, I interviewed um, someone named Joanne Chula, and she does that. That's that's one of the things she's she's actually working on a book about historical leaders. And she's always tied into what history has taught about leadership and how it all trends back to that. Mm. Interesting. Well, maybe I should listen to that. That's Dr. Terry Merle, the president of Western Iowa Tech Community College in Sioux City. You can listen to previous episodes of the lead podcast on the station's website, kwit.org, or your preferred platform for podcasts. This media project started as a final assignment for a master's in organizational leadership from Buena Vista University. If you have a lead for the lead, send me, Sheila Brummer, an email at sbrummer at kwit.org. I would love to hear from you. Have a great day and thanks for supporting local public radio. Thank you.